0: welcome to name three songs i'm sarah fagan and i'm jenna million and this is the podcast where we take the piss and debunk music fan stereotypes because let's be honest fangirls knew about that band way before you did and if
1: you stick around long enough we'll also
0: let you in on some new music that girls are already crazy about all right so today we're very excited to be joined by our very first guest and friend sophia regomo Uh, Sophia, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, for all the listeners, since we are already friends.
2: (laughs) I'm a music photographer, just like Jenna and Sarah. That's kind of how we met. Um, They always tell you not to meet your friends on the internet, but we all met on the internet. So, (laughs) yeah, probably not the best life lesson. But um, I'm 22, and uh, I started photography when I was 17. Actually, I started photography when I was 15. I started music photography when I was 17. And I was working for my high school newspaper. And um, there's this band that went to my high school called The Greeting Committee. And we were doing a story on them. And they needed photos. So um, they were coming through on their tour with Kitten, like, the following night. I was like, oh, that would be perfect. So I went to the show and took photos and just fell in love with it. Nice. Um, and where are you based out of? Um, I'm currently in New Jersey, but I was working in New York before the pandemic. So, boom. East Coast, yeah. So it's
1: always just like so weird when it's like before the pandemic. <laughs> Oh my God. So, we invited Sophia on to the show today because we thought it'd be interesting to have a discussion about being young and female in the music industry. Because I know both Jenna and myself also started concert photography as teenagers. And so, I'm sure we all have a bunch of stories. I think just to start things off, I mean, I feel like Jenna and I have been trying to let you guys get to know us a bit, but Also, I feel like there's been so much that we're just like, oh, they, like, not brought up. Um, So I'm 28 years old. I started concert photography when I was around 16. So I grew up on Long Island, which is the birthplace of a lot of emo music from the early 2000s, which... Obviously, explains a lot of my personality because 100 uh, <laughs> yep. percent of everything I say always comes back to MySpace, and we
2: love that about you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a personality trait that I didn't realize was actually a thing until we started recording this, and I actually bring up MySpace whenever I possibly can. But yeah, so I have been doing like been interested in photography for like most of my life. Um, but I started bringing my camera to- camera to shows, um, when I was 16. Um, I got into it cause I went to see Arctic monkeys at terminal five in New York city. And there was a woman in the, like in the photo pit, which at the time I just had thought it was like the area in front of the barricade. Like I didn't know how to name. Um, and I just like tapped her and I was like, Hey, is this your job? <laughs> she was like, yeah. And I was like, your job is to take photos of Arctic monkeys. And she was like, no, my job is to take photos of bands. <laughs> She was like, I'm on assignment. I was like, you were assigned to take photos of Arctic Monkeys? <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, like, are you interested in photography? And I had, like, my dinky little, like, Sony, like, point-and-shoot camera that had, like, two megapixels per photo because it was, like, 2006, I think, or 2007. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I always bring my concert, like, my camera to concerts. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just really into it. And she basically was like, if you want to get into it, the smartest thing to do is just bring your camera to shows and show up and talk to people. And so I started going to like local shows and I would bring my film camera with me. And then my parents eventually bought me a digital camera. And at like that time I was like friendly with this little band from MySpace called The Main.
0: <laughs>
1: and they gave me my first ever photo pass. And the photos were horrible. I used my eyes the flash. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. But the thing that I always found really interesting is about the first three years that I did concert photography, I only thought that girls did concert photography. Um, because every show I ever went to, it was just me and like three other girls. And that was it. And I don't know if it was like... But there are also shows in the city and I never really saw any guys. And if I did, they were like older and didn't talk to us. But it was like me this girl, Vicki Matthews, and then Catherine Powell, and it was just, like, us. And then, as we started getting older, there would be more girls, but not that often you'd see guys, and if you did see guys, they were usually, like, friends with the band. Like, my first experience meeting a guy my age shooting shows was meeting um, Tom Falcone at uh, the main Boys Like Girls Good Charlotte tour, and he helped me understand how my digital camera worked because I'd never used a DSLR before. And after after the first, like, set, like, song of the mains, I just was, like, I have I had, like, a kit lens on my camera and all the photos were blurry and it was awful and I put my digital camera back in my bag and I took out my film camera and I started shooting with that because I knew how it worked. <laughs> and and he, I think my parents had bought me my digital camera, like, three months before and I had shot like a couple of the main shows in like small venues so I just used my flash because I didn't know any better and then after the like first three songs he like came out to me outside the photo pit and he was like did you stop shooting digital to shoot film because your camera confused you because that's what it looks like happened and I was like maybe (laughs) and he was like do you need help and I was like yes and so he like showed me how my camera worked so my experience at the beginning of this was that it didn't matter if you were a boy or a girl because in my mind it was a girl's game didn't matter how old you were and guys were nice to you so a lot has changed Um, (laughs) but we'll get to that a bit later on Um, Jenna how when did you start and what was like your first sort of experiences with it
0: so I was also 16 and I live in Austin Texas so I guess I got into photography like my dad always had camera equipment around um so I was like kind of like grew up around it and then um I was on Tumblr not MySpace and I like found like Ashley Osborne and Matt Vogel and like Tom Falcone like you said like them posting photos of like all the pop punk bands and I was just like wow like they're so cool like I want to be like them I want to take photos like this um and then like around that when I was like 15 16 I took like a photography class in high school and started like actually learning how to use a camera and then I found like a small little tiny online blog that I was like writing for because I started out writing and Mm -hmm. then like eventually they gave me a photo pass and my first show was also the main um at this like really tiny really gross sweaty venue that doesn't exist anymore and that was like my very first time doing it and same thing I like didn't I didn't really know what I was doing um and I would like shoot an automatic and then like switch to manual and like mimic the settings and then switch back to automatic and like figure <laughs> out like what I was supposed to set things as so a lot of it was like like learning in my photo class just like the rules of photography and then like actually a lot of it was like teaching myself like on the ground and stuff and then I didn't shoot, like, anything after that for a while. Probably, like, six months went by. And then my next two shows were – was fun, which was right after they had won, like, a Grammy nomination. Or they had won a Grammy for some – like, some nights or whatever that – whatever they won for. And then um, uh, of Monsters and Men. And so, like, those two bands at the time were playing – Stubbs in Austin, which is like a two thousand cap venue, and that's like pretty much that's like our biggest venue unless you play like the next level, which is like five thousand mm-hmm. um and at the time we didn't even have the five thousand amphitheater so it was like Stubbs was basically our biggest venue, and then it was like an arena so um that was like a pretty big deal for me to be like shooting for like I felt like you know pretty big deal for me to be shooting those bands that were like playing venues like that selling out two thousand people it was like really cool and I just remember by time I got to those, like, the bigger shows, like, Stubbs, all of the other photographers were over 21. I was literally the only one in the pit underage, like, for so long. And I think, like, the smaller, like, pop-punk shows, there were some people who were younger. But, like, at the bigger shows, I I just remember because I'd have, like, the underage wristband on and everyone else had, like, the overage wristband. And I was very... I was like very shy and I think I was intimidated a lot of like I'm just staying in my bubble like I'm just doing me like I don't want to bother anyone like these are the pros and like I was just like very intimidated by all of them and so like literally for like until I was 21 like I was shooting with these the same people all the time in the pit and like really never talked to them because I was so like shy about it Um, and now like now I know most of them my name and like I'm friends with them and stuff but I think uh there there is definitely like the the trope of the like the older like photo dude who has like <laughs> his giant lens that like those type of people exist in Austin as far as like looks go but everyone was always nice to me I I never like had any instances of running into anyone who was mean about anything And now it's changed a lot. Like now when I go to shows, there's a lot of like underage people shooting in the pit. So it's good to see that like it's evolved and grown and like expanded to new audiences.
1: Well, my memory of when I first started shooting, so this would have been, so I started shooting with a digital camera in like 2008. I was 16 in 2008. And when I was shooting, and this was like at the beginning of like social media really being a thing, because I think that- Instagram didn't start until like 2011 maybe. So it was just like MySpace and Tumblr <clears throat> and like people from MySpace like they would have like photo pages and stuff, but it was never to the extent of like how things are now with Instagram. And so it just it felt like people who were doing it were just doing it because they were really interested in doing something within the industry, but They either, like, from my experience, like, I tried so hard to be in a band, and I just, like, was not musically gifted in that way, and so I liked photography, and I was like, oh, okay, like, this will be my way to, like, be involved in the music industry that in this sort of way, because also at that time when I was, like, looking at college and all that sort of stuff, like, Everyone was telling me from every direction like oh the music industry is dying like record labels aren't going to be here in like three years but also they didn't like they had no idea what was coming like with social media and like kind of the rebirth of the music industry in a weird way. So when I first started it just felt like it was a bunch of people who really love music and we were just like trying to get involved. When I first started, and even now when people are like, oh, how do you get into photography? I'm always like, go to your small local venues that don't have a pit, that don't have camera policies, bring your camera, like talk to people, like do it that way. And then you'll see people that are younger, just in the photo pit, having no idea what they're doing. And it's because like social media owns everything. And if like a 16 year old has like 10k Instagram followers, they're going to get approved for no reason other than the fact that they have Instagram followers. And so- Sophia, as somebody who's from, like, who grew up in, like, a smaller city and then moving to Brooklyn and being young and doing this, did you ever feel like other people your age were just doing it for clout instead of doing it for actual interest? Or, like, what has been your experience with that being somebody who's young right now in the digital scape that we're in?
2: Oh, it's, like, it's very interesting, I definitely feel like there are people that I've had DM me and be like, "Oh, can you get me a photo pass for this band that you know?" And I'm a lot of times it's bands like I don't even feel like I have a fully formed relationship with, like I might have met them once or twice and like mm-hmm. shot portraits of them backstage or whatever, but I'm by no means their best friend. Like I barely feel comfortable asking for something for myself like credential wise. And, you know, I feel lucky if they give me, like, all access to the show. So, yeah, it's just, like, been a bit awkward in those circumstances. Because I feel like sometimes people, like, they'll see young people getting stuff. And then they'll be like, oh, I want that. But, like, I don't know how to get there. But, like, I want you to help me get there. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, I was in Kansas when I started. I had, like, no one to ask about, like, what was right to do. So I just kind of figured it out on my own. and it worked out okay like I I taught myself photoshop and Lightroom on my own Uh, I shot my first show in JPEG which like is literally terrible but you know we've all been there yeah
1: oh 100% (laughs) I don't think I I discovered raw for like five years so
2: yeah (laughs) and I was just like so motivated to like finally have something exciting to do in my photography that I like wanted to learn everything that I possibly could But, like, I think that's kind of what people are missing now is that, like, the information is out there. You just have to look for it. And, like, I didn't have anyone help me. So I think that teaching yourself is, like, also the best way to build, like, I don't know, not character, but, like, perseverance, kind of.
1: Also, just off of that, like, when, because obviously, like, you're 22 now, but you moved to New York for college. So you've been shooting, like, in Brooklyn and New York City since you were like, 18, and so did you have instances when you were younger that, like, people on your course or just, like, on the internet were being, like, well, we're the same age, like, you should help me, like, why do you have this, or were there ever comments being, like, but you're just a teenager, like, why should you have this and not me?
2: Well, I felt, like, more like that in person than I did, like, on the internet ever, because, like, I didn't really, like, advertise my age on the internet that much, because I just really didn't feel like it was important, but, um, There were, like, a few instances. Like, I can think of this one photographer in New York specifically. Uh, I was shooting Paris at Terminal 5. It was, like, when I was, like, 19 years old, I think. And I had gotten my photo pass through the opener, which was lights. Mm -hmm. And my pass, like, said lights on it. Mm -hmm. And security, like, could not give less of a crap whether I was in there for the headliner or not like they just let me in and Mm -hmm. this guy was like oh you shouldn't even be in here because your pass just says the opener so I don't even think you should be allowed to shoot the headliner and I just turned to the security guy and I was like is it fine if I'm here like kind of sarcastically and he's like yeah I don't care (laughs) (laughs) and then and then the funny thing is is that a year later I started working for Live Nation then I was shooting this show for them and they had gotten me like um I don't really know what it's called it's like access where you can go like in the soundboard and stuff you can't go backstage Mm -hmm. but just like in a couple other areas that like normal photo passes can't get you and this guy the same guy was there and he's like oh you have that special pass like that's pretty cool like you shoot Nikon too like I shoot Nikon, an and he was, like, trying to, like, be all friendly, and I was, like,
0: dude. Do you think he remembered you from before?
2: No way. Absolutely no way. That was yeah. the funniest part for me.
0: Of course. It's, like, once the roles are reversed, once you have something cool, they're, like, sucking up to you. Mm-hmm.
1: It's so weird when somebody who's, like, very clearly, like, disrespected you in the past, even if they probably don't remember, because I'm sure that that's just, like, who they are as a person, it's, like, when you have that moment of getting a bit more successful and then being like oh crap and then trying to like be colleagues instead of looking down on you it's such a weird experience and I feel like it happens so much more to like girls
0: I haven't been like dedicated to shooting concerts in a while Mm -hmm. because by the time I was graduating in 2018 I was traveling so much that like I was abroad a lot and I wasn't like prioritizing going to gigs and stuff and then once I got back like I did shoot a few shows recently but they were at venues that didn't have photo pits Mm -hmm. um and it was just because I've known the the venue people or like the promoters or stuff and kind of got photo passes that way but from what I remember like to me the music industry in Austin is more Mm low-key and that like Because I've also worked on the marketing and events side of stuff. Like I used to do digital marketing for a concert promoter um, and we had a festival and stuff like that. So um, from my experience, like, I don't think there's as much, I want to say like, there's not as much rampant sexism here, (laughs) but I don't like, I think, you know, musicians probably have a much different experience than I do of like, you know, female musicians being like, oh, do you need help with that? You know, that type of stuff. So um that being said i always felt like the divide was more like a third two thirds two thirds like male photographers and i think now it's more even just cuz there are so many more like young people shooting um but i've never i i think as far as click, clicks go i think it was more like me projecting that there might be a click versus there actually being a click. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely like the group of people who know each other because like for the most part, I said when I was so young, like the photographers to me were all like, this was their professional jobs. Yeah. Um, so I was like intimidated by that. And so they had all been shooting together for a very long time and all knew each other. And so I don't, and I was just very so shy that I would never go out of my way to like talk to anyone. Um, and then it was just like, I was at so many shows that we would like smile and wave at each other and like sometimes make small talk. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how it is now with, like, so many younger photographers, um, just because I haven't been around at, like, a proper, like, photo pit in a while.
1: Have you guys felt more, like, people judge you based off of your age more or being a girl more or do you think that is a mix of both or, like, what's your experience with that? Like, have you ever, has there ever been a thing where it's, like, oh, like, you have exes on your hands, what are you doing here? Or has it been more, like, looking at you, like, why do you have the all you're your girl? Like, what do you think is more, like polarizing for people's age or gender
2: i think both for me um especially when i've been like working super closely with the band and have like the all access pass like mm-hmm. sometimes it's like for the opener and then there'll be like a big headliner and like their entire crew and like most of them are probably men i've had a few instances at the same venue uh, at the film in philadelphia where like well one time i got yelled at by the headliners uh because I wasn't coming in the right door yeah and then the other time well actually this happened to me multiple times but when I was under 21 um, Philadelphia used to have like a law where the bars had to be um, separated from the main concert area so Mm. I couldn't go through the bar and that was the easiest way up to the photo pit so I had to push my way up through the entire general admission crowd to get to the photo pit and I'd like get up there and I'd be all sweaty and like breathing hard and like security would just look at me like, what are you doing? And everyone else could just walk up around. So I felt like that was, that made me feel like it was purposefully not made for me, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, now it's like the laws have changed, but also I'm over 21. So (laughs) it's, (laughs) it's a lot different, but like, I just feel like both aspects and I've definitely gotten comments from like, um, older members of like, bands teams that are definitely directed to me based on my age and gender Mm -hmm. um one time i was at this show and i was i had been shooting these band this band a few times and like we were kind of friends i would say and i was working for this company Lomography as an intern and we were doing a story on them and they invited one guy from our work to come and, like, shoot photos, and I didn't know this, and then the manager told me, they were like, oh, like, this guy is coming from Lomo, and I was like, but my boss already knew I'd be here, like, I don't know why, I can't just do the photos, and then they were kind of like, oh, like, what's your problem with this guy, like, and I'm like, I don't have any problem with this guy, like, I think his photos are fine, and um, I was just like, it doesn't make sense for him to come all the way out here if I'm already here, and, like, they know my photos and like me, And then um, it was kind of, like, weird, because I felt like they were trying to, like, go me into, like, saying something bad about this other person at my work, which Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to do. And then we get downstairs, and we're about to, like, go out and get something to eat, and then the manager, like, pulls me aside, and he's like, why are you trying to create drama? Like, we need good vibes today. And I was just (laughs) like, I was just like, what do you mean I'm trying to create drama? And then the band, like, came out, and then we just went out, and, like, I still don't know to this day if they know, like, that happened, but it just made me feel, like, really icky for the rest of the time I was there. So did
1: they know the photographer who Lomo was sending, or was it, like, they knew you and knew your work already, and then they asked Lomo? Like, I don't understand. Did Lomo choose to send somebody down, or were they like, oh, can you send someone down?
2: So they already knew me they didn't know that this other person yeah or they didn't know this other person I'd never worked with them before and um like Lomo like knew that they were doing an article knew that I would be there at the show Mm -hmm. and the manager just like I don't really exactly know what happened but he just got off the phone and was like oh this person from Lomo is coming and I just felt kind of like offended on both sides because I was like one, you you and your band already know me and like me. You yeah. know that I work there. And two, like, the people at Lomo know that I'm here. So, like, I didn't really feel like it was as much of a Lomo thing, though, as, like, a manager thing. Because a few months later, uh, this thing happened where he, like, he was putting this thing together. And he called my boss at Lomo and was like, uh, I just have all men for this Thing. I think it would look kind of awkward if I didn't have any women, but I don't know any. And he was looking for a female photographer, and this guy knew me. He's known me for like over a year at this point. And yeah, it just felt personal, is all I'm going to say.
1: I feel like the thing, and I feel like I've said this to both of you before, but I feel like nine times out of ten, when you work with a band and the band is the one that hires you, the manager has like this like superiority complex where they're like, I didn't pick them so I need to like be extra bossy towards them because I've Mm -hmm. just had and I feel like also and this is like no offense because like this is a very particular like group of like people who are managers but like the male manager over the age of like 40 usually is somebody who like like me was ungifted in music but wanted to be involved in music so they became a band manager and then were like I'm in charge of everything it doesn't matter if it fucks up this band's career I'm just gonna make my own choices because I know it's right but like they aren't up with like social media they aren't up with like the times and stuff and they'll just like do things that like are counterproductive compared to like what the band has talked to like a creative about that they want to work with. And I feel like it's like an ongoing issue in the industry. Cause I mean, you you've had that problem. I've had that problem. I have other friends who've had that problem specifically with like white men managers over the age of 40. So I think it's just like a common occurrence of like these men who like weren't good enough to be in a band figuring out a way to work in music and then having these like young women who are like opinionated and good at what they do coming in and being like okay like I've been hired I'm in control and they're like but I've been in control this whole time what do you mean you're in control now
2: or my favorite is when they think that you'll work for free or for less money or they can like get more content out of you just because you're
1: There, well, there's always that thing where it's, like, well, you haven't toured before, and it's, like, just because I haven't done, like, a month-long tour doesn't mean that a band hasn't, like, paid for me to come to, like, a show out of state or been, like, oh, like, we're doing, like, a weekend tour, because, I mean, my experience growing up was, like, it was a real popular thing to do to have, like, the weekenders where it'd be, like, Friday to Sunday, because, like, most of the bands were, like, in college or, like, it like in high school some. And it would be like, oh, like, do you wanna come out for the weekend? But I would never count that as touring. Cause I'd be like, oh, we went to like the crazy donkey on Long Island. We went to like this tiny ass venue in Connecticut and then came back to Long Island and like played Vibe Lounge. I'm like, how is that a tour? Like this is not a tour. It's like a weekend trip to like your friend's rich parent, like grandma's house in Connecticut and like back to Long Island.
0: Uh, I think that's a good point because I think like, this is true across all industries is that like men are more confident in their abilities and also kind of like embellishing their abilities so like a male photographer might have like said yeah i toured and like use that as like to have the same experience of you but like call it like touring something like yeah. that
1: yeah but i think that and that's the thing that we've mentioned a lot is just like the internalized misogyny of it all of like we're taught to kind of like downplay our experience but also i mean it's just that thing where it's like Oh, like we're not like my mind is like, oh, if I've gone if I'm if I've gone on tour, it's been like a month, or I've been like living in a van and like not showering was like what my mindset of tour was. Whereas yes, like I did have guy friends who were like, Oh, I'm going on this tour, and I'd be like, You're going up to Connecticut for two nights. Like, what are you talking about? I said earlier how like I didn't really realize that it was like a man's world <laughs> with it. And I don't know if I was just sheltered or at the time that was actually the case. But, I mean, Jenna, like, you mentioned, like, knowing when you started, like, looking up to, in a way, of, like, Tom Falcone and, like, Matt Vogel and stuff. So, like, was your mindset that most of the successful people in, like, that pop-punk bubble that we were interested in were more male other than, like, Ashley Osborne? Or were you aware of other women? No,
0: 100%. Like, I'm pretty sure... Okay, no. Ashley was, like, one of the few... There was, like, two other girls I knew who I don't... I don't remember their names and I also don't know if they're photographers anymore. Mm -hmm. I like kind of did stuff and then the blog that I was writing for it was like these girls and it was like these two girls in college who started this music blog so they could do like interviews and all that stuff and so like I worked with them. My impression was that it was mostly dominated by men but that like didn't stop me from wanting to join in because I wasn't like oh this is a man's thing I can't do it. I was just like I know a lot of dudes who do it but I want to do that also so it didn't that didn't like stop me
1: yeah and Sophia what about you like because you obviously are a decent amount like younger than me so when you first were interested in it were you aware of like successful female photographers or was it more male photographers
2: that you were aware of I definitely knew about Ashley Osborne and I don't know how to pronounce her name I hope I don't butcher it but Pune Ghana yeah she's from Austin yeah, really cool. I really, like, she was, like, my favorite growing up. She still is one of my favorites. Yeah. Like, I think her work is stunning. But, like, those were the only women that I knew of. And then, like, obviously, I had, like, heard of, like, the other big ones, like, Adam L. Macias, and But, yeah, I definitely, like, also noticed, like, a lot more photographers and pop punk. Just because I felt like the bands were, like, working with photographers a lot more. And, like, promoting <laughs> their photographers. Whereas, like, in music that... I listened to. I wasn't really, like, a pop-punk fan. Like, I definitely liked more of, like, indie and, like, alternative rock. I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like the, like, photographer-band relationship was there as much.
1: Yeah. I feel like the photographer, at least, again, as somebody who also listens to both sorts of music, I feel like it wasn't until the past, like, four years that the more, like, indie bands started having, like, very clear photographers that they would tour with quite often. And I feel like it was more of that pop-punk thing. But I feel like the thing with pop punk having those is that pop punk has always been like not even just not a boys club but just like a friendship circle where it's like if you're my friend I'll give you a job even if I don't know if you're good at it and so there were a lot of people who started out touring without any experience and were kind of crap when they first started and like might still not be that great today because they haven't had to really improve because it's that whole just like oh this is these are like my friends who bring me on tour all the time i have a full-time job with them it's no big deal and i mean there are some bands i could name but i'm not gonna I, i feel like starting beef with ashton Irwin is one thing but starting beef with people who might actually dm me is a whole other situation but i feel like collectively we can all probably think of like three or four bands that have a photographer on tour who hasn't really grown that much over time and just been around because they've been friendly with them or whatever the case may be. And I feel like a lot of those situations, it has been men, like, or guys that get those opportunities. Because, I mean, I've had bands that I've been friendly with and, like, genuine friends with who I've made it very clear, like, I want to tour, I want to tour, I want to tour. And then... I just never would get asked, but like anytime they'd come to my city, they'd like text me or whatever and be like, You're on the list with a photo pass, like can't wait to see you. And then I'd be like, Oh, cool. And I'd like put the photos on my blog and then they'd be like, Hey, where are the photos? And I'd be like, Oh, like you haven't asked me to work for you. So where 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 are your photos? Like what's going on? <laughs> but oh my but they would have like they would have touring photographers and it would be a guy. And, like, nine times out of ten, it would be, like, some guy that they, like, went to high school with or whatever the deal was. I was always really frustrated growing up because I got into music at, like, a very young age. And, like, music, meaning, like, pop punk stuff, like, I was very into it from when I was, like, 11. And I was really frustrated because in my mind, I was, like, if I was five years older, I would be successful because all of these bands that I love are from my area. Like, Or, like, a general area where, like, if I had been going to these shows, like, I'm going to them now with my camera, like, I could have been this, like, successful photographer because I would have been in. Whereas, like, when I got older, like, most of the bands that came out of Long Island were never, like, that big. I mean, people knew them, like, Stereo Skyline, but, I mean, they're kind of embarrassing. (laughs) But it's just that, like, interesting thing where it's, like, that unfortunate jealousy of being, like, oh, I was, like, never in the right place at the right time. But I don't think that that should be necessary. Like, I think you should have a relationship with a photographer. But I think also you should hire photographers who have, like, done an interview with you or, like, done a shoot with you and you've got on really well and the photos, like, encapsulate your band really like, perfectly instead of just hiring somebody who you're friends with, but
0: that's just me. <laughs> Not- um, I think, like, okay, I have a few thoughts. Uh, in the pop punk scene, it is very, like you said, tight-knit, and people do just, like, take their friends out, and I think part of that part of that is, like, oh, like, you have to be able to hang on tour, and, like, we already know this person, like, we know they can hang and all that, and I think that kind of leads into the whole boys club thing, Mm -hmm. because, like, there are just not a lot of women or non-men who tour in the pop-punk world, like, period, and I I also think on the other side of it, it's so, like, maybe pop-punk, maybe also this includes, like, indie bands a bit, but, like, there's so many photographers now and it feels like everyone's in this competition just to tour when there's so much more to a photographer's career than touring yeah um and it and it feels like the there's certain people who are always just trying to tour with the same set of bands. And it's like, go outside your circle. There's so many more bands out there and like the pop punk bands or whatever bands that are touring with the same photographer, like are not going to stop touring with the same photographer at this point. Like they've had plenty of opportunities. Like it's not going to happen. And like, if you're in that situation, like you need to expand your network of people, you know, and start talking to other bands that might actually take you on tour. When
1: I was younger, it, it seemed like the only option in music was touring, whereas now, in my mind, it seems like you don't have to tour to be a successful music photographer, so what is it about the, about touring now that you feel like that's still what you'd rather do than being someone who is just, like, the go-to person, like, in a certain city for, like, a certain, like, list of bands
2: so like i thought like when i was in high school and like i found out that touring photography was a thing like i thought that's like what i wanted to do and like it definitely still is what i want to do but i think this whole like pandemic thing has made me realize like long term like that's not what i want Mm -hmm. like i do want to be able to have like a home someday somewhere and like have like some kind of stable uh like life I don't want to be traveling like literally all the time like I would like to travel but I don't want to like be living out of a suitcase for 95% of the year so I definitely want to tour still but I see more of touring as like a vehicle to like editorial photography which is like what I want to do or like kind of like fine art music photography because like a lot of my other favorite music photographers like um the ones from like way back in like the 70s like Mick Rock and Neil Preston, like, toured with, like, David Bowie and Iggy Pop, Led Zeppelin. But then they, like, became, like, more than that. They became more, like, fine art and, like, documentary type of photography. Yeah. So, like, I think that, like, being around people on a tour, like, helps you build that relationship where, like, you get really comfortable with each other and you can get those photos that, like, you really want to take. Whereas being a go-to photographer in a city, you might not have enough time to build that kind of relationship. And um, a lot of the bands that I work with are super small, too. So when I tour, that would definitely be something that they pay me for. And when I just meet up with them in the city, sometimes they pay me, sometimes they don't. And it's kind of like the understanding that it's going to be more. And I don't really feel like I'm, you know, just going to be this photographer that's pushed to the side when yeah. uh, they can pay someone to tour. Um, so yeah, I think that's what it is about for me. Cause I would like to, you know, make books someday. I'd like to have yeah. gallery shows, that type of stuff. And yeah. I think it's a lot more, it's about a lot more than just the clout of touring. I think it's more about like the quality of photos you're able to get.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important distinction um, of like, cause to me the appeal with touring was always like, being able to work with an artist over a longer period of time and exactly what you're saying, like the more fine art side of it and the documentarian side of it of just like capturing. Cause to me, like I love capturing people how they are and like what, what is happening and like the, the documenting side of that. But it seems like there are a lot of people whose goal with touring is the like you said the clout of touring or more it's like oh I have access to this person or like they wanted like they would it's almost like they wish they could be the band you know and like this is the closest they can get to being that level like that status of like being close to the band yeah um as a photographer but um and so that like I think there are people who are seeking touring for that regard yeah as well
1: I feel like when people are just like I just want to go on tour and then you don't really see any of that magic like you were talking about Sophia because like my favorite like rock photographer is Ken Regan and he used to like tour the Rolling Stones and I like have had this book it goes everywhere with me because when I'm sad I look at it (laughs) Um, and it's just like my favorite thing because he like you could tell that the bands trusted him and I always just thought that was really like magical. And I feel like that was always my issue when like guys would just bring their friends on tour because I'd be like if you just hired a girl who like loves music with every fiber of her being like you would have photos that people would hang up in a gallery but like you're not going to if your photographer doesn't think like that and that's always what bothered me and I feel like that's that like separates in a way like the people who are doing something just to do it just to like tour and like have that lifestyle of like not having a nine to five job and those who do something because they're passionate about it but I feel like now there's also this thing where if you haven't made it by the time you're 25 you're old and they put you in a drawer and you're not really given opportunities anymore (laughs) it's just like and it's this weird thing that I always see like online or stuff like I follow like tons of like photographer accounts like photo editors because that's like what I do as my job and that's another thing that's like brought the whole like storytelling aspect into things it's like I wanted to be a photo editor so that I could produce shoots so that when you look in a magazine you like feel something when you look at photos my dream job has always been since I got the Rolling the first ever Rolling Stone cover shoot with Avril Lavigne was to be like the head of of the photo department at Rolling Stone magazine because I was like if I was in charge of this like because the shoot was cool it was like it was really amazing but at the same time I was like if a girl did this like this would be so much better because like we know how to do things like we understand music in like this different way it was like my mindset at age like twelve was like oh like a woman would do this better (laughs) and like I love that. Well, it's just, I just feel like any band who does really well and, like, there, there are women in the kitchen. Like, any, like, b- backstage, like, behind the scenes. Like, bands who don't have women involved in the process, I feel like don't, or, like, don't understand that they that women are the answer to, like, fame because we are, like we've never been wrong. It's just that weird thing that I've like never really understood how like women love music so like viscerally in this like very specific way that like when I talk to guy friends who also really love bands like the same band as me, like how we love that band is so different. And so I've just always found it really interesting that like the the bands that we love are a lot of the times, filled with men but i feel like they can never feel the way that they that we about their music that we feel about their music like it just i don't feel like it translates for some reason and I feel kind of the same way about music photography i feel like you can tell when a girl takes a photo compared to when a guy takes a photo again i'm gendering things and i'm sorry i'm a fake old person and i don't <laughs> i
2: don't know I how to like, do
1: this but
2: i feel I like now it's actually harder to tell though because i feel like people are, like, trying to go for, like, a certain specific style. And, like, that style might be, like, this specific photographer, like, is really huge. Or, like...
1: So, like, Jenny McCord, who, like, she works with, like, Ellie Golding and all these people, like, in England. Like, I just feel like you can tell... If somebody gave me a photo, like if I email, if I was doing an article on Ellie Golding and I was like, hi, I need like PR photos. Like you could, I feel like you can tell when you see a photo of Ellie Golding that somebody who like cares deeply took the photo and like cares deeply in a way that like men can't. But
0: photos are really special. I agree. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think you can say like, sorry i'm
1: generalizing
0: so much i know i was gonna say i don't think you can say like all men blah 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 no no
1: never all to a degree
0: yeah to a degree no i it's like there's a certain like empathy and like emotion brought and like careful like thoughtfulness brought into it that's more maybe you can say like more common with like non-male photographers let me let me
1: rephrase that non-white male photographers Mm. like I already followed like people of like all different like genders races whatever but during the Black Lives Matter movement like a lot of people were like oh like we're gonna make chains of like black photographers and I'd follow people and I'd be like wow this photo's really moving and I always had that mind space of like if a photo's moving me it was probably taken by a woman and then I'd see it and I'd be like oh no like a man took this and I feel like anybody who's not been given white male privilege like can do things that people yes have white okay privilege wait, can't do.
0: this is it okay so i think like white men are just so used to like getting praise for literally breathing air <laughs> that they can do the bare minimum and it'd be called amazing but then non-men and non-white peop- non-white people uh have to like go above and beyond to prove like how good they are And so that kind of comes across in photos of, like, not having to prove how good they are, but, like, actually figuring out how to be a really good photographer because Mm -hmm. they don't get the same praise that white men do for doing the bare minimum.
1: No, 100%. Because I feel like, Sophia, the thing that before we were friends that I always really liked about your photography and why I... Because, like, my mom always asked me, like, oh, like, how do you wind up with, like, these friends who are just, like, vastly different in age from you? And I'm, like, well, in the internet age doesn't exist. But also, it's just, like, you see, like, a personality or a type of work or something and you can be moved by something and be, like, I want to know that person. And, like, the way that you, like, utilize color and, like, all these things just felt so, like, new but, like, reminiscent of old where I just was, like, I have to make this person my friend. <laughs> And So I mean like what did you feel like you had to really hone in on your own style really quickly because of like everything that's available online or how did you even like come about creating in the way that you do?
2: So one point to the previous thing we are talking about is that I think a lot of it has to do with subject as well because Mm -hmm. like me relating to a female artist is like so much different than a male photographer is going to relate to a female artist than I'm going to relate to a male artist mm-hmm. and like so on so I think like that's that's a lot of why I've decided to like work with more female artists is because I feel like there's just a certain bond and understanding there that like might also be similar well not similar but kind of the same way that like warp Tour bands will take their like friends from high school out mm-hmm. it's like you know, there's that understanding of, like, we're men, you know? Yeah. But, like, I like when I work with female artists, because it's, like, you know, we're females working together to, like, fight the stereotype type of thing. Yeah. And, like, also, I just feel like some female artists just feel more comfortable with, like, a female, like, backstage. Like, they might be changing. They might be, like, talking about things that, like, maybe a male photographer, like, wouldn't understand. So, it's just like a completely different experience on both sides. But, uh, to your point about, uh, my work, um, when I started out, I was, uh, shooting darkroom photography in high school
3: mm-hmm. and
2: I really, really liked film. So I was trying to like emulate film when I first started. Cause, yeah. Uh, I didn't really shoot film at concerts and I didn't really know how until I got to college. And my teacher, uh, was really great. Um, he, like, told me, uh, like, I don't, he's, like, I don't know why, you know, you're shooting all this stuff, like, you shoot music, like, take your film camera to a concert, so I did, and I guess that's kind of, like, been a big part of my work now, because I shoot, like, probably primarily film Mm -hmm. now, yeah, and, like, I was talking about earlier, too, with my uh, favorite type of photographers, um, like, I would look at those photos of, like, David Bowie, and they would just, by Mick Rock and the photo, the colors were just so vibrant and I also had this one teacher in college she's a professional printer and she would like talk about tasting colors and so like that's kind of like how I always felt my mind worked is that it's just like I don't know like it's like this other experience like it can add so much to the photo and like there's certain ways that like different colors make you feel mm-hmm. and whether you're adding color or taking it away like it can It can completely change the photo. It's not all about how you compose it. It's not about what gear you have. It's really not about whether you shoot on film or digital because you can get similar looks on either. But I think a lot of it has to do with just that personal touch. And I found that since I loved color so much, that was just something that I felt like I could add that would make me stand out
1: and I feel like that's also the thing where I came to the realization that white men are the problem um <laughs> is that like it again like just bringing it back to like the pop punk things I feel like there are certain photographers where like it looks like they pass their preset around where it's like those teals and oranges or that like grainy like muted green sort of vibe where you're just like they all shoot very similarly and I feel like that takes away the magic of photography.
2: That's another thing for me is that I would like look at those photos when I was starting out and I was like, this is not how I envision a concert. And I want my photos to be like how I personally experience the concert, which is like full of light and color. Like I don't really like like turning my whites down or whatever. Like I don't like subdued hues. I like there to be like a lot of different colors and I want it to feel like personal and like also that's something I focused on for my senior thesis is I did a lot of research into synesthesia and like color association with music. Mm -hmm. And um I think that maybe subconsciously I've been doing it all along. It's just like really interesting I guess to see the people that I would consider have more unique perspectives, like how they would use color as opposed to me, as opposed to you, as opposed to Jenna. So Yeah.
1: No, definitely. And I think just to like wrap the conversation up in like a nice little bow. I mean, do you guys have any specific experiences that you remember that they didn't write out say, like, you're too young, or like, oh, like it might be weird having a girl in the van, or whatever the case is, where you felt like y- it, you finally had that like moment where you're like, oh, like this is going to, like, my age or my gender is going to be like held against me. And it's something that I'm going to have to fight against for like the rest of my career.
2: For me, there's this band that I, got to work with and we got pretty close and I always thought I would work with them and their manager even went so far as telling me that they wanted to take me on tour they told my friends that they wanted to take me on tour we had multiple phone calls about it they asked me like about different venues in new york like where i thought would be best for them like they got a ton of opinions from me and that tour happened and the manager kind of just dropped off the face of the earth when it got close and i was like but what about you know me going on tour and i was like oh not this time so i was like okay maybe next time Then they went on tour and about a year later and they brought a guy. And that's just kind of when I felt like, okay, this isn't going to happen. But I didn't like get super down about it. I was just like, we're going to find a way to make this happen. Maybe these aren't the right people, but um, maybe this could be a sign that like, this is not who you're supposed to be working with.
1: And so just like off of that, I guess like in a more positive light and less depressing from these experiences and just experiences in general, like working in the music industry and growing up in it like what have you learned and have been able to take to like make yourself feel more empowered in what you do
2: first thing for me is that I used to take things personally a lot like if a publicist said you can't have a photo pass like I would just feel like really upset and be like what did I do wrong but like it's not about me it's about you know what the publication is like and what the publicist is looking for and like then that kind of translates to jobs too like if you don't get something like maybe it's just the university that you you're not the right fit you need to keep looking for other people to work with because now I feel like I found like a lot of great women that I work with like the grading committee specifically they have a female manager that's awesome and their singer is obviously female so they've been really good to work with I work with this other um musician Rafaela who's also female and it's just been like nice working with people that feel like get me and like also I don't feel like are going to use me for free photos or try to like sweep me under the rug when an opportunity comes along because I do feel like they genuinely want me to be there. And yeah. that's another thing is like working with people that make you feel valued. Because I feel like for a long time, I was just like trying to make things work that weren't necessarily like the best situations. And um, you want it to be a good working relationship. You want it to be like your friends with a person, but it's also professional. Mm-hmm. And they genuinely feel like you add something to the team and not just like they're using you for free content so
0: I think that's really important point also and I think so many people are like maybe either don't realize it at first or are willing to overlook that just for the opportunity to be a tour photographer like we were talking Mm -hmm. about but I think finding that right fit is really important I think like for me personally especially because I was just so shy when I was so young and so for anyone who's like listening who's maybe younger or wanting to get into the world of photography and is just as young as a photographer, not necessarily age. I think it's, you know, doing the homework yourself, like not relying on others to do things for you and like putting in the work, putting in the the hustle to get there, pushing for opportunities and not just stopping at the first band that says no we're not going to take you on tour because it's it's exactly what sophia said like there's going to be a right fit you just haven't found it yet
1: i think that it is really important for people who are listening to know that like you're never too old to start and you're never too young to start and don't let anybody ever make you feel like you're too young or you don't fit in because you are not a man like there's room for everybody and like i think that this is something really important that took me way too long to realize is like there's nothing wrong with having a career pivot with doing something slightly different than what your original dream goal was to do because you can still find joy in these things so it's just always remembering that like if you think that you're good at something and you're excited about it and passionate about it just keep doing it it doesn't really matter what other people think if one blog gives you the chance like that's that's the place that you belong like if that website is like we want to give you a home and let you shoot here like you don't need to aim higher than that if you don't want to or like you don't need to feel the pressure of having to want to go on tour like if you don't want to go on tour that's fine if you want to go on tour that's fine but touring isn't the end all to be all and i feel like we're all good examples of that because we've all like had really fun and amazing experiences like we're all friends because of concert photography like it can change your life anything in the music industry can change your life in different ways and it's like there's always a way in to find it,
0: all right, Sophia. Um, we are giving you the honor of talking about a band of the week in 30 seconds or less. So I'm going to count you down. Ready, three, two, one.
2: The band I'm talking about is Eliza and the Delusionals, they're from Australia. They have two females, some 50 50, and they're kind of a rock sound. Um, the singer has got a really awesome voice the song them is just exist and they have an AP called State of Living in an Objective Reality that came out during the pandemic they were supposed to be on tour with Paris I was supposed to be there but you should listen to them
0: thank you so much for joining us today Sophia it's been a lovely conversation um, why don't you tell people where they can find you after
2: this yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. This was so much fun. Makes me wish that concerts were back, but we will all be hanging together when they are. Um, you guys can follow me at, at Sophia Rigomo on Twitter and Instagram if you want to continue the conversation about being a female in the music industry.
1: We hope you guys enjoyed the conversation that we had today. We think that it's Kind of an important one to cover and we love that sophia joined us for it again if you want to continue the conversation with any of us on twitter um you can follow us at name three songs and then i'm at sarah underscore Fagan, and jenna is at jenna underscore million and then sophia's links are also going to be in the description below so thanks so much for joining us on name Three songs until next time, never let anyone make you feel bad about your favorite band.
0: And you're never too cool to listen to Harry Styles.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when each episode comes out and leave us a 5-star review. It really helps.
0: If you want to find out more about anything we referenced in this episode, you can visit namethroughsongs.com.